When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of the Royal Blue Podcast. Uh, myself, Phil Kirkbride, Greg O'Keefe, Tony Scott, and a very special guest today, uh, the hard-hitting, outspoken world champion, Tony Bellew. Welcome, Tony. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, outspoken and hard-hitting is harsh, but it's, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> Um, got a ring to it the last one as well. Yeah. So before we get into the nitty gritty of the Blues and yeah. talk Cumin and three five two and Yannick Balassi and what have you, um, news this week from yourself. It's, it just explains to everybody you've, you've got a fight date and an opponent. Yeah, I will fight again on the Saturday, the fifteenth of October. No bank holiday Sunday this time. No Goodison <laughs> Park. Uh, it's going to take place at the Echo Arena. I'm going to be facing the mouthpiece that is BJ Flores. And uh, I'm just looking forward to to closing him down, shutting him up, and, and getting rid of him. He's been chasing me around for a long time now. Turned up at the Creed movie premiere. Turned up at the other fella rematch. Turned up at the Masternak fight. He just he keeps his face going everywhere, and he's been chasing me for a while. So they say, be careful what you wish for in this sport, and uh, he's got what he wished for. So if if Bj Flores was a footballer or a football team, who would he be? Liverpool, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Someone I can go right through. Like, no, 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 yeah, he's he's just he's talked himself into something that he can't get out of now. So he's gonna have to back up what he said. Uh, I've always been labelled as the mouthpiece of boxing. This fella talks more than me, so we'll see what he brings to the table. But I, I just plan to absolutely deal with him. Yeah. In the worst way possible, to be honest, I want to make it last. And I wanted to uh, go on for quite a while. Goodison on Saturday looked a whole lot different than it did at the end of May. Yeah, um, it did. You, no doubt, not sick of talking about that night. Quickly, before, again, before we go into things, just run us through. You, when you know, you sit back now and reflect on that evening when you won the title. Sitting back and reflecting on it still doesn't feel real until I actually put it on <laughs> the box on the telly. So uh, I, I can't believe I've done it. In all honesty. Uh, I can't say I won't do it again, but I don't think I will ever do it again. I don't ever want to go through that kind of pressure again with that much at stake uh, against someone as good as him. But you can never say never in this business. But like I say, it can't get any better than what it did that night. Uh, besides getting my nose broken, dropped in the first round. Uh, <laughs> it just can't get any better than what it did, you know, the end and walking that ring. I said to people, and everyone said from the start, and Eddie was panicking about would it sell, would it not sell. And I said to him, you have to understand, I don't care if it sells 1,000 tickets or 20,000 tickets. I said, all that matters to me is people are going to remember that night and what they're going to say is, I was there yeah. at Goodison Park the night Tony Bellew won the world title. And that's all, it didn't matter mm. to me how many thousands were in there. And there was a lot of people in there, thousands upon thousands. It was 17 or 18, somewhere there or thereabouts. Uh, it was an unbelievable atmosphere. The... the I'd say they got me off the floor in that first round, but I'm total honesty, the place just went like a pin could drop when I hit that floor. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think they actually got me off the floor. I think they, had, I think they helped me with the finish. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they got me off the floor. It was a, 
it was just unbelievable. Like I say, it's dreams. It was stuff dreams are made of. There's, I don't know many, very many people in this whole entire world, and I haven't come across anybody who can honestly say, hand on heart, they've achieved their lifelong dreams. They fulfilled their dreams. I dreamt of fighting at Goodison Park for the world title, and I've done it, and I won, and it was just absolutely amazing. The players say though they're all pressure, mm. and, and the pressure that is felt when you you're going out in front of Goodison Park, but that's pressure shared amongst eleven lads. Yeah. Most of them these days aren't from the city. I'm very unlikely to support the club. Maybe Ross Barkley and Baines, Baines a few yeah, on the yeah. side. But you were one man, yeah. born and bred a, a match going blue. And, you know, you've done all that effort to get the fight at Goodison, and then it all came down to so much effort went into. You have to remember, I lose that fight, I can't go back to Goodison Park. Not that's not because of the club, that's not because of the fans. That's just my own just you, yeah. Pride. That's me. I wouldn't have been able to show yeah. my face there again. It's because what? That's what you'll remember. What I've told people what I'm going to do because mm. it would have been a lie, mm. and I couldn't have shown my face again. I've been the shame of losing. The shame drives me an awful wet a long way. But with Goodison Park, it was a different pressure again. I thought I'd, I'd felt pressure, massive pressure before yeah. the before I fought the rematch with the other fellow, the Echo Arena, because yeah. I felt pressure because of. The magnitude of the event, how many tickets were sold? Like the place sold out in forty-eight hours. Uh, on top of that, the first fight was so great. You don't really want to go back, and and relive that first fight because you know you went through pain, sore ribs, bruised, whatever it is, broken hands. You don't really want to relive, but you do it. And then on, on top of all that pressure and all them scenarios that were going through my mind, I had the the movie contract on the side of me for the for the Rocky movie, which only me and three other people knew about yeah. and and I wasn't doing the movie unless I won that fight so I thought it felt pressure before mm. and, and the directors were adamant I had to sign Warner Brothers were phoning me day and day I signed the contract or the, the, the parts off the table so I said well parts off the table not sign it only to my knowledge did I not find out later on the director said no one else is getting that part I want him so yeah. to make it work uh, and I wouldn't sign the contract sign the contract the day after the beat him and I thought that was pressure but it was nothing like like the Goodison Park pressure, the the fear, the shame of the fear of, the fear of the shame of losing, mm. and then the, this I know, and I know how it's looked at. I'm looked upon now as I wouldn't say damaged goods, but my next loss is to the end of my career, and I've been fighting every fight like that since the Adonis Stevenson fight. Mm. Every fight I go into, this could be my last fight. This could be the last fight of my career, and that's why I say to the media and people like that. I frighten myself because I don't know how far I'm willing to go. Well, I do know how far I'm willing to go. It's too far because mm. I will never give in or back down. And I think people will now believe that, by the way, I jumped off the floor in that first round. Usually people will go, do you know what? I'm going to take a breather here. I'll do what I'm going to do. Some people will just go, yeah, it's too hard. He broke my nose on that with that punch. I hit the floor. And a lot of fighters, and you see it all the time, when fighters get hit hard early, they just go, right, don't really fancy this, so I'm just going to lose on points. And in, they don't all do that out loud, but subconsciously in the mind, you go, yeah. why aren't they attacking no mm. more? Oval McKenzie done it in the rematch with me. I fought Oval McKenzie uh, in the rematch, and everyone goes, why did not Why did you win? Why did you do this? I said, well, it's up, once I'm winning, it's up to him yeah. to do something to me. I'm, I'm winning. I'm not going to change while I'm winning. He didn't want to press me because he knew he would have got knocked out if he would have ran at me or mm. done at me. Because you say to yourself, why didn't he just allow you to box like that? He allowed me to box like that through the, the fear of getting knocked out. And myself, with the McCoy one, I go down 
and I don't care about being knocked out or, or, mm. or losing or being knocked out. Doesn't enter my mind even when I'm climbing off the floor. All I think about is I have to beat you, yeah, and I'll do whatever it takes, and that's why it frightens me, mate, to be honest. So we all got the result we wanted that night. Yeah. Let's quickly look back to Saturday. I assume you were at Goodison. So were you satisfied with the points? Before the game, I'll be totally honest, I sat with a couple of lads, uh, Blues, and then I sat with people uh, amongst the, the board and stuff like that. And, and, I, and I openly said to the lads, not the board members, but the lads, <laughs> uh, listen, I'll take a draw here. Listen, you walk into that board. I spent some time with the chairman and Mr. Mashiri after it. Uh, in the championship, they had a gift for me, so I went in. This went a bit of time, and we got talking. It's Mr. Mashiri's driven. Listen, he's not here to make up the numbers by any stretch of the imagination. And as much as cop to give me stick, lad, you've got a billionaire owning his arm, buying no one, you're still skinned. <laughs> it's funny, yeah, okay, great, but the thing that, that matters is I know how much of a winner he is because I've spoken to the man, and we have ourselves a winner. Mm. Added to that, what we're very lucky to have is is a man who absolutely loves and will do anything for the club and the chairman, and he puts the club first. So that's a great thing. Going back to the actual game on Saturday, uh, we were we were live for sixty five minutes. Yeah. I thought we we shut Tottenham down well. They couldn't play through the middle. We overcrowded the midfield. They could not get through the middle of us, and. The intensity of the level that we played that was brilliant for 65 minutes. It really was. Tottenham couldn't string two or more than two or three passes together for them first 65 minutes. After the 65 minutes, I'll be honest, you, it's, it, you could see with the lads physically tired. Mm. And they were a step behind every moment. And you can't afford to be a step behind or, 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 or off the pace by a little bit when you've got the likes of Deli Alley mm. top players. And you've got, you know, that Ericsson and stuff like that. Lamella finds places all over the park. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a big forward up top like Kane. So they can punish it every even when it comes down to the ring, the wing backs Rose and Walker. Yeah. They're bombing forward. And it's 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 similar to us in some ways, but ultimately they're they're big, strong athletes, and you could see the size difference in the team and the way they just kept going and going. And after sixty five minutes the old, the overran us. Yeah. They, they just had too much. They had too much physicality. They had finesse on the ball with the players that they've got, and they just looked. They were going for it even more. So actually, sixty-five minutes of the game, we we were strong. And if if Jerry, if Del, if Delafoe puts that chance away, two 0 the game's over. Yeah. And to be honest, he can't be missing chances like that. Mm. He's two yards out, and there's no excuse whatsoever. They they've got to go, mm. and, and that is. The fine difference in the Premier League football, a chance like Jerry has, two yards out, just to keep it to beat. And I understand he, he did get close to the keeper and you know he hasn't got much to throw, hit the roof of the net, do whatever you've got to do, but that's the fine margins of, of winning and losing the Premiership. Them chances have to be taken. There's no excuses. If Romelu starts that game, we win. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's a big yeah. factor for me. But without Romelu, expecting Jerry to do what he can do up top, it just wasn't enough. And... and it was a deserved draw in the end because Tottenham, although I say we get 2 0, the game's over, it is, but we didn't get 2 0, and, and they came back into the game. And the, the last the last 20 minutes, I'll be honest, I was worried. Mm. I, was, I, I think yeah. we kind of, especially the last 10, we were old, now, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, I'm not a, 
as much as I'm an Everton fan, I'm not biased and I'm not stupid. We were holding on the last ten minutes, yeah. and and if any team looked like winning it in them last ten minutes, it was them. I'm not saying they deserved to win it, but they looked like they were going to win it in them last ten minutes. Phil, you spoke to the manager afterwards, didn't you? And he, one of the things he said was about because uh, Tony mentions there, Jerry. Mm. He brought up specifically Jerry and Morales in terms of their stamina, didn't he? Yeah. Now obviously it's been an issue with, especially Jerry. He's a young lad. He's been maybe growing into his body and his, his own fitness potential. Mm. I mean, you've, you've been down to Finchram a lot over the years, and I'm sure you'll know Jerry well. Yeah. Do, you, do you notice an intensity at Finchram under Koeman? Are we going to expect a fitter, faster Jerry Morales? Is that going to take time? I see, I see a happiness amongst them a bit, bit better, because listen, no one, there's no real vibe or there's no happiness amongst the squad when you're losing. Yeah. It doesn't matter mm. who's the manager or who's doing what. When you're losing, no one's happy. Yeah. No one wants to be a loser. What I will say is that there's there's a better vibe amongst the players, but uh, since since the, the the new coaches come in, Cumin, there's a lot more respect for him. I, I, I'll be honest, he's feared. I was going to say, there's that air, isn't there? You can just tell. You can't. Doesn't what can you know? With all due respect, if a player comes in and he hasn't really done anything. And I'm not saying managers have to have played football. Like I'm not saying boxing coaches have to box. What I'm saying is, when you when players are talking to a manager, unless you're dealing with a, a manager of the highest order, like a Gus Hiddink or something, yeah. you are not going to answer back or think to yourself, "Has he done this? Has he done that?" Because he's won everything. Yeah. But if and I shouldn't sing out the gap with Roberto Martinez, but if he says, "Then you do this, you do that, you've got to do this, you've got to," it's at some stage when you're losing games that. You know, it's gonna cross the mind. Yeah. What have you done, lad? Mm. But but when this Koeman comes yeah. in, he goes, <laughs> "Listen, son, you need to put it on him. You need to work him. You've got to do that. And you've got to do this." They're gonna go all right because they're just gonna look back and go, "Listen, Ronald Koeman, you know who he was, mate? One of the best Barcelona players that ever graced the sport. Uh, you know, this was a fella who was taking free kicks for Barcelona mm. in the left foot. Mm. One of the most feared left backs in the world. Uh, I, I can't actually think off the top of my head of a better left back." Besides Koeman, only Maldini. Mm. Uh, he's the only one I can think. Off the top of my head, I could probably sit here and scrape up a few, be on the match and on par, but Koeman in his day was a feared man. He's yeah. on a pitch and he was a top player, and that kind of crosses over to the players. Yeah. You know, his expectations far exceed what they've been used to for the last two years. You know, from the way they train, from the punctualities, for the way they turn up, and and he's just a straight fella, mate. Like yeah. I say, it's a. Uh, I I already know by speaking to the lads and stuff like that. I haven't actually spoke to him myself yet, mm. and I don't think I'm gonna be. You know, yeah. what it is, yeah. he's the gaffer. But ultimately, uh, things aren't. Uh, things are different now. That's what I will say. Do things you, are different. Sorry, so do you think Everton right now, as the generation of Everton fans that we are right now, have you ever been more optimistic being an Evertonian right now than what you've ever been watching Everton all your life? He had a good team in the 90s, obviously, when we won the FA Cup. But yeah. right now, have you ever been more optimistic being an Everton fan? I've gone on record saying it for a while now, even in the last two years, even last season, I've said, this is the best Everton team since the 80s. And I've been open, and I've openly come out and said that in the media. And it is the best Everton team in the 80s. For whatever reason, uh, it was the last manager couldn't get the best out of them, and it kind of went pear-shaped. And I wouldn't say they turned on them, but you know, they weren't they, playing, they're for, not them, playing they? for them. They're not playing for them. And you'd have to look at it this way. If if they're not playing for you 
at the end of the day, the chairman's not going to come in and go, right, let's get rid of 11 players. I'm not playing for the chairman. Yeah. 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 This, one, this, one, this, that's, that's this, this is football for yeah. you now, and player power is what runs the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The players come in and go, I learned a long time ago that player power was running the game, but now I think every single fan out there understands when you see what went down with Jose Mourinho last year at yeah. Chelsea, this man had just won the league. Yeah. And he was gone, I think it was by Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the year before he's won the league. Yeah. He's won the league and he's out of a job by Christmas. Yeah. That is that is if players turn on you, that is not gonna happen. Yeah, that you've had it. I don't care what manager you are, because yeah. Jose Mourinho is probably the most sought after manager in world football. And for him to be bulleted by Christmas when he's just he's won, won the, the league, league, scary. You have to ask yourself, yeah. listen, players rule the game and if and if you better make sure you win them players over. So ultimately, I would say a manager wouldn't turn a team against them, but they'll tread a lot more carefully these days. Yes. Would, I think gone are the days where a manager will come out and hang a player out to dry, yeah. or hang a few out, because I've seen over the years where, well, that's what Mourinho done, he hung a few out to dry, yeah. sacked the coach, and before you knew it, he was out of the job. Yeah. And that is, for a man to sack a league winning manager by Christmas, it's just, it, it is massive, mm. and this is what football's come to now. It's player power, uh, a lot of it, in my opinion, now means is stroking egos and massaging egos as well and learning how to be. The biggest thing for a manager is, is how to li- knowing how to deal with players. Mm. It's being a man management player because money can buy your top players. It doesn't matter where they're at. Listen, if you come to me and say you've got an unlimited chest, I'm pretty sure I could put together the best 11. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we can all do that. Yeah. And, and then once you've got them 11 together, it doesn't matter how good of a manager you are, how good of a coach you are, or whatever, you've got to manage them egos and individuals on individually. Mm-hmm. They're not all the same. You know, I'm pretty sure Suarez, Messi, Ronaldo, I'm pretty sure the different things make them tick. It's down to the managers to find out what makes them tick and what makes them work for each one of them. And that is the big thing in football now. Man management... And then, you know, like I say, unless you're someone like Aguardi or a Mourinho, but it's even been shown now, being a Mourinho isn't enough because he will still call against you. Mm. So, obviously, Koeman is now starting to build a bit of momentum in the transfer market, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so, I'll start with you, mate. Give us your impressions now. Yannick Balassi is in the door. 25 million quid, going to rise upwards in the region, maybe 30, you know, if he meets all the add-ons, etc. What do you think? Looks inflated, doesn't it? Transfer fee, but so is the, that's the current market at the moment. But he's something that he's what we need, isn't he? He's pace, he's got power, he's fearless, he can take defenders on, and he turns up at Anfield, doesn't he? Every time, so that's the one that we need straight away. <laughs> I think <laughs> it is, isn't it? I think it could be Kevin Morales or Gerard Delafay who says could be numbered looking at this, and he can't say they haven't had the chance. They had a good opportunity there to, to show Koeman, listen, you don't need another player here, I'm your man. What the two of them flattered to deceive for me? They thought the two of them were blowing out the backsides after an hour, and that's I think that's the only thing. The difference between Everton and Tottenham on Saturday was just the fitness levels. I think if we were to play Tottenham in six, seven, eight weeks' time, I think we'd beat them. It's just the fitness levels. Tottenham under Pochettino, with Lukaku well. yeah. and Seamus Coleman, yeah. I, I think we'd beat them. The only difference for me was the fitness levels between. Oh, obviously we've still got Roberto Martinez's mould and the fitness levels, but. If we would have had Pochettino's fitness levels, we would have beat them. Speaking right. of sorry, so speaking of another new boy, we we looked at the stats yesterday, didn't we? The running stats. Yeah. No surprise that the Everton player ran the furthest. Idris Agay, six point eight miles, but equal distance was Ross, which was you, good to see. What annoys me the most is when I when 
you know, in, in this city, where I'm sure you say the most. <laughs> I know what's coming here. In most of the time, they'll attack their own before they'll attack someone else. Now, I'm not going to single out anyone, but Ross Barkley works hard, means, yeah. and he mm-hmm. works hard for Everton Football Club. And you'd have to understand what we have in that a precocious talent, a young lad who, who's playing on an international stage at the highest level from a young age, mate, and he's young. And, and, and my best mate has played football his whole life, Neil Dan's name is he plays, yeah. and now he's at Berry. And I, if, if I want to know about football, I always ask the players. Yeah. So when, I, when players have come in in the past, and I've got some funny examples, but when players come in the past, like I always remember, uh, who wants to do come in? And, and first thing I do, I ask, I used to ask, so Phil Neville, Tim Kelso, I go, lads, what's he like? Yeah. And they go, yeah, he's on it. He's good, so he's, he's proper on it. And uh, it's been the same going on, but and I'll ask Andy, and Danzi says to me once, you know with young players, you, you know what the big thing is? He said, it's, you can see that they're great players, but there's one thing they lack, and it's consistency. And he said to me, it comes with maturity and experience. Right. You cannot buy, you will not get a young player performing amazingly week in, week out. It's one in a million. Yeah. You know, you Suarez and you, like, yeah. you Coutinho. You can see Coutinho's a top player, can't mm. you? Even though he ate Liverpool. He's a top player, yeah. but he's not good week in, week out. He's not, he's inconsistent. Yeah, he's because yeah. he's still young. Yeah. And, and like Tony said to me, consistency only comes with experience. And it kind of makes sense. Football and boxing are not the same, but it made sense to me why I've always thought young players, and Ross is still young. As a few more years get on, when he's on it, Ross is one of the best attacking midfielders in the league. I don't care what anyone says, there's nothing the kid can't do. He strikes the ball great with both feet, he's quick. Don't, don't be fooled. By think people going, oh, he's overweight. That's all I have here. That's hilarious. hilarious. Say, listen to me. I've seen the kid with no top on. Seen the kid no fucking good. I've seen the kid not being clothed on. Listen, there's not an inch of fat on Ross Barkley. He's in amazing shape. The kid is 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 his talent is unlimited to what he could be. I don't know what he's going to be. I've I've always been one to come out and say to him, he's amazing. He's isn't. But the truth be known. I don't know how good he, he can be. I'm telling you now, if, if he fulfills the potential of what people like Tim Cale were telling me he had when he was a baby, mm. this was before he broke his leg, mm. Tim Cale was saying to me, I'm telling you now, this kid is going to be unbelievable. He said, he's, he's one of the, the best things I've ever seen at his age. Then he had the leg break. I remember seeing him coming into the fit to the farm yeah. when he broke, and I was devastated for him, but... He was mentally strong enough right. to, to stick with it and, yeah. and still but and look where he is now. It's unbelievable how far he can go. It just annoys me when our own personal fans will get on the back of a lad from Liverpool before they'll get on the back of someone like Jerry. Yeah. yeah. What it's is a it? logic, isn't it? It's, mm. Is it because he's got a nice name and he wears white boots <laughs> and he's from <laughs> Spain? Yeah. It, it, I understand. You'll absolutely I can never get me again. Yeah. Why would we leather someone like Ross? If someone makes a mistake and you are angry, okay, leather do whatever you want on leather, but don't just target a lad. I used to see it all the time with the likes of Aussie and Ebo and yeah. players like that. They would target all the way, and I can't for the life of me. It, it annoys me, mm. and, I, and I've been open on it a few times. I'm sitting and thinking, I'll go, why are you saying that, you clown? Mm. <laughs> and they'll go, no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what they want to say to me. Oh, some, some people, I've actually had some people go, lad, he's fat, he needs a load of thing. You know, have you seen the kid from our face? He looks like he's eating pies or something. I go, listen to me, lad. I said, do you think I'm in shape? And they go, yeah, you are in shape. Like you fight, I say, he's in well better shape than me. <laughs> I said, so, you know, it's not about who's in better shape, who's what. It's just, let me tell you, being a footballer isn't easy. They, they work hard. Mm. And 
the you know, the fat footballers are very very few far between. I would actually go on record as saying that isn't a fat footballer. You ain't getting on that level pitch in the fat. world. You ain't getting on Not that pitch. And let me tell you, mate, especially under the likes of Cumin, yeah. the likes of the Guardiola's. I've heard the stories about Guardiola in before midnight. You touch a pizza or anything like that, you gain a pound of weight. It's fine. Yeah. It's all that kind of thing. And I'm pretty sure when they're from that the Marciano or whatever school yeah, from yeah. Barcelona I'm pretty sure they're all coached the same way and I'm sure Koeman comes from the same kind of mm. background as Guardiola so he'll be ruling with an iron fist Koeman might be whipping us media boys into shape as well <laughs> you know some of us could do shit that's where cut out yeah. you can see with Ross what it means to him and that's what I can't understand it's not like he's this arrogant lad who's kind of like thinks he's no. bigger than his boots outgrown his roots he really cares and that's when the, when especially like in Goodison when they used to get on his back yeah yeah it used to frustrate me but you could even see last season the semi-final at Wembley that the, footage when he's coming yeah, into the tunnel with Jags, and he's yeah. speaking to Jax yeah. I always found it endearing but there's a young lad going were they booing me why are they doing that why are they doing that and Jax is there telling him it's not you and it wasn't no but the fact that he's fearing that yeah. I know where that comes from it comes from Goodison the season before December against QPR that game and stuff and they were they say they weren't but they were some sections not all Someone get on the was like that. Yeah. was like that. He'd fear playing at all. I'm telling you now, he'd, yeah. he'd be my victim and he'd come on here and I'll say, oh, but I didn't, I didn't. But he did. Fear playing yeah. at all because yeah. you get on the back. The last thing, you've got to look at it this way the last thing you want to hear is abuse and someone get on your back. It's not like he's not trying his best. What winds me up is, I'll be honest, some players do annoy me when they don't track back, yeah. lose the ball. That really infuriates yeah. me because. At the end of the day, you are a professional footballer, mate, and to chase back and help your teammates, you can do that. That's the bare minimum. Yeah, that's the bit. That's just the bare minimum. You know what I mean? You, that's just, it's a given. You've yeah. got to do it. So when I see players not doing that, now that infuriates me. But I haven't seen Ross Barkley not once in all the time I've been watching him lose a ball and go, I can't be bothered. Yeah. That kid fights to get it back. There is some players in our team who lose a ball and just go, <sighs> and they just take now that. Mm. That won't last longer, ever. Oh, no. it, it'll, it'll be eradicated soon enough. But it, that's what that's why people that's what annoys you when they won't get on the backs of some, but the backs of others. Just staying on Ross briefly. I don't know if you lot agree. Certainly, in the first forty-five minutes on Saturday, I saw a performance in Ross where he looked like he was trying to take even more responsibility. Yeah. He was yeah. on set pieces. He took that free kick. And it felt to me, I mean, obviously, he got tired as well. And obviously, he wanted kept to get on the ball a lot more. It, he wants to be felt, involved. In he everything. kind of felt like. So it, almost something had been lifted off his shoulders a little bit and he was like yeah I'm going to be the man in this I thing. think he's putting himself there in front of the gaffer to say look this is what I can yeah. do even more so than in, in, under Martinez he's kind of relaxed a little bit because if he's fit he knows he's playing Yeah. yeah. when a new manager comes in it's like I've got to show him I've got to prove to him yeah. I, I'm, I'm an integral part of this team so I can see why he was like yeah. that and he was yeah. even more so I mean Chief Dunham buys it back into the middle of the park to join the defenders to take the ball off them to move on but uh, what I did like about Saturday was the fact that we didn't overplay it or try and up yeah. it from the back. It was nice to just see the ball went to the back, whack, yeah. go. Yeah. And, it was, and it happened about anywhere between eight and ten times, yeah. whether it was Jags, whether it was Cumberland. Put your, if it has uh, to go, it has to yeah, go, doesn't it? Listen, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I understand great teams playing from, out, from the back and all that kind of stuff, but there's, there's times when you just need to go, you know what? We just need to clear our lines yeah. and get out, and then get our heads together, because them a few of them wax out. 
Lented good attacks. Yeah, yeah. Jerry had himself locked up in, in, in good spaces. The ball would get pumped 40 yards. A couple of cop said to me, You just pretend to a long ball team. I said, if, if you was at the game, you'd understand. Match of the day, I've shown a few highlights of a few long balls getting in. Jerry trapping the ball, taking on a few men. It wasn't that game. Like I said, We closed Tottenham down all over the park. Yeah. We shut them yeah. down in the first 60 minutes. They couldn't come through the middle of us. They couldn't do anything. In the end, they end up spreading that wide and getting that ball whipped and doing what they done. But it was a one-off. I don't remember any great chances Tottenham created no. trying to play through us or nothing. Okay, they did overrun us a bit in the last ten minutes, but besides that, there was nothing. There was nothing of any danger. There was nothing to say to me anyway that you know what these are a level above us. Yeah. And look where Tottenham finished last season. Yeah. yeah. And there was nothing to suggest they had a level above us because I don't do it. It was the same uh, on the Wednesday night when I went to watch the testimonial and Wes's testimonial yeah. was. I went and watched it. And there was nothing between us and United, nothing to separate us. I didn't think, you know what, I, and when you think what they've, the players they've brought in, the money they've spent, I was expecting to turn up. I mean, from being totally honest, I was thinking, turn up to a bit of a bite. Yeah, no, I think we both said that, didn't we? Yeah. You know, you, you, you're taking one or two now, and you're thinking, you know, we've got to walk here, just don't get embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. And we turned up, and we, they were no better than us, so they just signed Ibrahimovic. Oh, I probably hadn't signed them, but... That McCarshan or whatever his name is, Tarian, yeah, Tarian, he was on. Other players were coming out, and I thought, we're not on the same level as these. We've got some brilliant footballers in our team. This is why I say it's the best team since the eighties. We've got everything about. We've got seasoned internationals. We've got experience. We've got youth with pace. We've got different players all over. We've got we've got two wing backs there, in my opinion, in Sheamus and Baz have been the best two full backs in the league for quite a while. Mm. They're paired, and I'm saying, I'm not saying like. But last season, okay, everyone admits it wasn't a good season, no one was good. Yeah. But let's just take it back to the season before that, uh, or the season before that, and Baz and, and Seamus were solid. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're getting from them, 100%, pace going forward, lose the ball very little, and can defend. Then you've got Stonesy and Jags that were in the defence. We've got two, one of the best pairings of centre-backs that, you, that the league could get. You've just seen that by a £50 million price tag on Stonesy. Funes has come in, done really well. This Holgate looks at one going forward. So the defence, we've got a solid base at the back. I think we need the keeper, I'll be honest. But, you know, I don't. I, I think I was very impressed with Stettenberg on yeah. Saturday. I think he's done a great job, saved us at certain points in the game. That's so 10 minutes, yeah. If he's going to be in and amongst it, I'd like to see the competition between the keepers go and then see how it goes. I'm not a keeping expert, to be totally honest, but he looked good on Saturday, Stettenberg. Uh, we go into the midfield, you've got quality mate in the likes of James McCarthy. I've never seen a kid run as much as in my whole life. Uh, at least again, uh, James McCarthy played on, on the outside on Friday. I spoke to Seamus, he was at the game sitting by me. And I went to the phone, I feel sorry for him. He said, but Tony's doing a job. I know he's not comfortable there, but he's doing a job. Yeah. He was doing a job. Right wing back for James, he is just out of position. So, James is a brilliant central midfielder. You've got someone like Gareth Barry who's always looking to play forward. Always yeah. looking to make a move happen. Always good on the ball two quality midfielders in them the, the cover for them isn't the strongest but I, I do rate Mo Besic when he's when he's got his head about him because sometimes he just goes nuts yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's a young lad as well again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying once yeah. again experience yeah. maturity yeah. it'll come with experience but you can see he's not a bad player he yeah. can do the basics he does okay on wings what we have we have everything on the wing we've got Kevin Going forward, Kevin is one of the best in the Premiership. He can go either way on either foot. He, he's very direct. He can strike a ball, knows where the net is. Kevin can do it all, can pick a good pass. Jerry is Jerry's a top player, but I think being in Spain so long and someone like Barcelona, 
I think he's a player who's so used to just keeping the ball that when we lose the ball, we're going to struggle. Mm. Well, he's going to struggle because, especially under someone like Koeman, where you're expected to close like he closed, I think that's the reason why he's playing so far up the pitch. Because he's looked at him on the wing and said, you're not working. You're, you're not. Yeah. You, you, we, I can't expect you to defend and back up Seamus or whoever. Yeah. I just don't think that's right. I'm, that's just me talking about fans. I don't know that. but I think, that, I think Seamus would, would testify to him being... Overloaded. That's what I'm saying. So you know, it's uh, you've got two good wingers there. There's, there's, we've just got to crack and team. If we are, listen, if we're lucky enough to keep Romelu, and I say lucky enough, and, and fans are going to give me stick for saying that, but you've got to remember, right? Romelu is a is a hit man, mate. He's a twenty league goal man a season. He scores goals for fun. He's twenty two years of age. Your top boys in the league now are playing Champions League football, and they're getting ridiculous money. At Everton Football Club, yes, if, if, if everything that's being said is goes to plan, he can get ridiculous money, but can we give him the Champions League football? Can we give him the immediate success that he's someone of his calibre searching for? Because let's be honest, if there's a 20-goal hitman for sale, he's not coming to Everton right now. He might become mm. just in a project for the future, and a youth player might do that, but if you are scoring 20 league goals a season right now, and you are uh, one of the best forwards... One of the best goal scorers in the world for your age. Let's be totally honest. The big boys are looking at you. That's why it'd be so hard in theory to replace. A lot of blues are saying you can't replace him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not like for like anyway. No, no, you cannot. So my opinion is, you you, you can't replace Romelu man for man. It's not because if if we're gonna go out and go, no matter how much we get, 65, 70, 80, I don't whatever it can be. Mm. How many million pound we get? We can't go out and the fan. And I know the fans are gonna say you need to. Re- what you have to do is. A sixty-five million pound player isn't coming to us. You can score twenty yeah. goals. Yeah. That's yeah. Why, that's yeah. why he's going to be going to a Champions League. Exactly, he's going to yeah. be going to someone like a Bayern. Yeah. United are still one of the biggest clubs in the world. I know they're not in the Champions League, but you've just got to look at the players they attract. Yeah. And also on top of that, yeah. mate, I think they're one of one of three clubs in the world who can pay three hundred grand a week. Yeah. yeah. And any players going for that besides China, yeah. no one wants to go to Champions League yeah. football. Yeah. So we've got to be. We've got to be got to get in the real world and stay in our lane and say we need players who, who can want to stay at Everton want to score goals but ultimately who the big boys aren't going to come and take if, if it was me up to me and I was in charge of transfers I would if Romelu's going out and we get you know the big regions my immediate choice would be go and get two not one yes, I, 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 would, I would go and get Boney and Remy because you can't rely on Remy purely because He's not fit every week, but you know when he is fit, he's going to get your goals. And Boney, I remember the lads saying, I always remember Silv saying to me, he's the strongest man he's ever played against. And he said, we're good for Boney. And let me tell you, Silva I, say that. Silva, I know defenders, I remember Victor Anchibi saying, I remember playing against Silva and Distant when he was at City, and we're, we're having a race for the ball. He said, but I was beating him. And as I was beating him, he said, he's the strongest man he's ever played against. Victor says, Silva just put his arm across him and just took him back. <laughs> and he said, he just took him back like that. And it didn't clothesline him, yeah. he, just, he just went, boy, Get me right yeah, just, just come back with me. Yeah. Funny you said, I mean, do you remember last season at Bournemouth in the 3-0? Lukaku and Distan had a foot race in the second half. He got pumped down the channel, and Roms had about a yard and a half on him. I think we're in here. This is going to yeah, be four 0 Silvan just went. Silvan and just, and just muscled him out, and I was like, "He's thirty-five. What's going on here?" Silvan, was the same athlete. Probably the best athlete I've seen in the club in the last decade. I used to train with him, so we do weights together now yeah. because Billows trains both. 
and he was unbelievable, mate. And I still stay in touch with him. He's my close mate. Uh, love Sylvan. Gutted the way it ended for him at our place. But he was a. Uh, he's brilliant. He really is. But you you see things like that now. This is the thing with this Yannick Balassi. Mm. He's coming. I met Yannick on Monday. Lovely kid, down to earth. And it was funny because as me and uh, I've been with Ozzy, I was talking to Ozzy about it, and he said Baz and Seamus used to say. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> you say I hate playing against him. He's yeah. got a trick that he does. He t- he's got a yard on you all the time. So he steps, and where usually players would step, then knock the ball. He steps and then drags the ball with his oh, back yeah, foot. Yeah. So yeah. he's gone. As you, he, he's Baz and, and she was, he's gone. You can't catch him. He, yeah, he so goes. Then takes yeah. the ball with him. He, he, yeah. he goes and then and then the ball he drags the ball yeah. and there's no way there's no way of catching him if it's a race anyway but imagine if he's got a yard or two on you you've been legged yeah. and yeah. he said he's the hardest player to, to play against out of all the players I'm not saying he's the best yeah. they said he's the hardest and yeah. that's their way it's not mine so funny enough we were sitting down having uh, something to eat in Finch Farm on Monday and I didn't know Yannick was going to be there so I met him for the first time and Seamus is down the stairs getting treatment and as Seamus comes up and I'm so happy to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and he, we just laugh between the three of us we were talking. Uh, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant to see us attracting new players. Because let me tell you, he had clubs after him, Yannick. Yeah. yeah. Tottenham was, were interested last season. He, was, he, he wasn't. He, he was hunted by more than one club, and that's 100% fact. So Yannick Balassi was a wanted man by various clubs. Uh, he chose Everton. And, and I think, you know, we will see exciting football. Like I said, I'm not saying he's the best winger in the yeah. league. I'm not yeah. saying he's But what I'm saying is, is established players like Baz and, and Seamus are coming out and saying things, like, you know, say things, you know, to each other. He's the absolute, he's the hardest player to play against. I think with Palacio, yeah, with Palacio as well, if you look at his stats and you have never watched him play before, you'd go, well, he doesn't score many goals and he doesn't create many, many direct assists. But I think what he does... He makes things happen. He affects a game. He affects a game. He might have the cross or a pass before a direct assist, mm. or he might be involved in. I'd love to see how many goals he's involved in the creation of. Yeah, yeah. Because, like Tony says, I remember speaking to Seamus Coleman, I think it was the season before last, mm. and he played against him, and he said he was an absolute nightmare. Yeah. And as, as you say. He scored a good thing, didn't he? Yeah. That's the best thing to do is just ask the players. Yeah. When you, mm. They play against them, they train with them every yeah. day. Yeah. And he's just an absolute nightmare. And it, and you're talking, you're not talking about two full backs who are you know 35, 36, and they've been playing for a long time. You're talking about two young lads, and fit and fast lads, very pacey lads as well. I'm talking the best left back of the last five years in England, without a shadow. There's not a left back in England who's better than than like Bates in the last five years. Take away last season, I'm just gonna keep trying to break that off. I think when you look at clips of Balassi, every time you look at him on a television, he's there's two defenders on him all the time, mm-hmm. which makes you think straight away. He's if he's just running at, if he's running at defenders alone and he's dragging defenders with him, that's only got to open space for Barkley yeah. and Ronald, etc. Yeah. That's why he's being bought for. That's what the big well, thing is. Where's he going to play then? Where, where would you play? If, uh, left mean, wing for me, I think. Left, put him the left. I, I mean, it's nice to think of him cutting in and firing on the right foot or whatever he does, but... I don't, I, I don't know what because I'm listen. I'm not a manager. I'm a boxer first and foremost. If if I was picking, I don't know. I, I just I'd like to just give him the freedom and just say roll with it. Yeah, I'd he say seems that. that kind of player who. I'm not going to be stupid and say I don't think he knows what he's going to. I think he knows exactly what he mm. wants to. Just sometimes it doesn't come off. Yeah. But he's so effective. He, he's a game changer. Yeah. He's someone that you bring on and a team go right. We've got to do something with him. And then all of a sudden, when they're thinking purely, we've got to do something with him. That takes away. 
what the, what Ross can do. So they're going to be focusing on, on Yannick and thinking, we've got to do him, we've got to stay on him. And before you know it, Ross sends up 20 yards of space, yeah. 50 shots on goal. And this is the kind of threats that we need yes. at our club. This is what we've got to do. And going forward, these are the kind of things that we have to... That's the approach we've got to take. We need danger all over the park. Even yeah. And if the way football's going now, you'd even need danger in your defenders, some of them. So you've got a wing, a right wing back, a left wing back, and they do get forward and they can cross yeah. up. If you've got danger in all different areas, teams are not coming to the, our place thinking we're going to trounce these. They're thinking about right, we've got to be careful of this, we've got to be careful of that. Mm-hmm. Not they're not thinking right, yeah. we'll do this, we'll do that, and mm-hmm. that's what we have to have at yeah. home because it's been tough at home. Yeah, yeah. Last season, two seasons at home, it's been it's been a nightmare. Atmosphere hasn't been good. Uh, you know. Players just have been here, there, everywhere. One week they're okay, one week they're dreadful, one week they're great. And like I say, that kind of, they feel the atmosphere. Yeah, I don't care what anyone yeah. says. When you walk Definitely. out onto that pitch, they feel the atmosphere and they feel the tension. And if, if a few bad passes get made after 10 minutes, they're on the back. Yeah. Mm. And, I, and I'm not saying it's wrong because I understand some of the fans' frustration. I listen to Leon Knight's podcast, uh, Shoot the Defence, and, I, and I, I do cry laughing on my way. I've got a tie to Sheffield and I stick it on when it comes on. And I, I do cry laughing and it is funny, but I do know how he feels because football is the only thing in the world that can push a man to the brink. And I hear him, <laughs> I hear him on his podcast and I'm telling you, he gets pushed to the brink as an Arsenal fan. Now, it's a bit different up there than what they're doing, but I understand mm. what football can do to you and I understand some of these fans going nuts. And what the first thing they do is say to me is, oh, you're there, mate, you're not one of us, Listen, I, yes, I am mates with them, but I'm exactly the same, same. as you. Yeah. I'm just a fan. And I'm, I don't, I, to be honest, I do look at things a bit differently now, and I've had to keep my tongue in the position where I sit on the ground. Uh, but I'm still trying with that. But ultimately, <laughs> I am just a normal fan. I'm very lucky and privileged that I've got to know the lads to be mates, but ultimately, like I say, I'm just a normal fan, and I feel the same frustrations as everyone else. Speaking of danger... In all areas, the hope the hope is that Ashley Williams will provide us not only with rock oh, solid defence but a, a goal threat at the other end. I mean, looking ahead to West Brom, do we break up that back three and do we play Ashley Williams at the Hawthorns on Saturday? I would, yeah. And not, I mean, the back the back three for me is is a promising setup at the moment when you've got a side that really able to cause you problems coming yeah. to Goodison, like a Tottenham, like a United, like a City. I'm fine to see that back three, especially if you, if the team's able to work as hard as they did in that first hour. Mm. Did you drop Gates or Furness? Or do you go 4 3 3? Because it's a game we should You may need the height for Furness, Money. If you're playing against West Brom, they're just full of set pieces. You've seen them on Saturday, crossing the box, Ron's on Ed and 1 0, won the game. So you're going to have to. I'll play Furness, Money, just for the height and the physicality of He is game, like he is game, Furness puts himself about. I think it's tough. Uh, Holgate had a great game. Saturday played really well. Was, was calm on the ball, collected. But, like I said, I'm not really too interested in me football, in me defenders being ballers at the back. Uh, no, be defenders. Yeah, be, be. Listen, mate. I think Cummins are There's a reason yeah. why you called the defender. Yeah. You defend. You fight for your life. You mm-hmm. tackle people. That's what you do. That's what we want you to do. I'm not here to say I want to see me, 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 uh, me defender, me centre back get an assist. That's just not his job. Yeah. It's a luxury if you've got one who can do yeah, it. Stones, yeah. he could do brilliant pass pick up. You know, the, the very, very few and far between real Ferdinands and John Stones, they just don't come along very often. So I want to defend. Uh, Ashley Williams, listen, big money for the lad of his age, but yeah, 
according to all accounts. And I, I only admire him as a player. He's a top player. I think against West Brom, the only worry is, is they've got off to a good start. They're winning, mm. and, and there's no pressure on them now to win against us. So I yeah. don't think I don't think they're going to attack us. That would be me only. I don't think they're going to come yeah. on. And, I'll be totally honest. I think West Brom will take a draw against us now. Yeah. And that is me worry when we when teams won't come at us and try and put it on us is we can't. We're a great counter attacking team. We yes. don't really get much credit for that, but we are. We've got pace going forward in various places. With Romelu, we're a different team again. But without him, I'm not sure if he's going to be right. I don't know. Uh, seen on Monday, he's got a little gash of cold yeah. on his foot. But if 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 we get it right. It, it, it's hard for us to really press teams and press them because it, especially when they sit back mate, it's really tough and I've just got a feeling West Brom are happy with the result they've got and because they either took a, a draw going to yeah, win course, yeah, yeah. You know, any, yeah. I don't care where you are anyone away from home in the Premier League you're happy with the draw yeah. Yeah. unless you know you're going to I, I want to go to you know where's the Burnley or somewhere. Burnley, yeah. Villa Park last season. Burnley, yeah. Bournemouth, Villa. I go there next week. Like, you know, first thing I was in the car, and on my way to Villa, Villa was great last season. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes to show up. That's who we beat last yeah. season away. Yeah. So, going to... Yeah, I, there is places where they're going and expect to win, but they're very few and far between. Your Burnleys, your Villas, them play, you'd expect to win there. But, you know, going to West Brom, I'll be honest, I'm not going to West Brom expecting to win. I, I want to win, mm. but I'm not going there with full goal. We're going to tank these... It it this could be one of them games one nil yeah yeah and and if you can see that a place like that then I don't really fancy your chances so the first thing should be is to set up from the back look to keep possession with someone like that team and hit them on the break but once again I don't think West Brom will come at us I really I just can't see West Brom putting the pressure on us yeah. and, and going all out for the win that maybe makes it even more important that Yannick starts in yeah possibly and offers us some yeah. Yeah, I think craft and ingenuity. Yeah. He's been fit because he, he come on a sub, didn't he? he? Did so, so, yeah. Looks like it. I'm amazed that he brought him on as a sub because you know imagine yeah. transfer of their of their whole yeah. you know yeah. history in their club. So, but uh, football now is a game. It's like these players are, are, are being left out because they're getting sold, or that player's getting sold, so they're staying on benches. When they brought him off, I thought oh, we're definitely not getting him. <laughs> and I thought, but you know, it is what it is. Like there's players at every club. I'm. I'm, I'm Coaching for the move away and every club in the Premiership. So, listen, it shows he's fit by coming on, and I'd like to see him play. I think it'd be fantastic. Uh, I'd like to see when he does play. I'd like to see the, the formation we play first and foremost, and how we and how we set up. Mm. How we set up on a defensive point of view, because with someone like him in the team, I haven't. I've watched him an awful lot, but I haven't. I haven't watched him as him watched him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to track or he's going to do this. Is he going to take time to adapt to be doing that? Is his energy levels or what the gaffer wants them to be? That's a big thing now with us because yeah. as you've seen, 65 minutes, 60 minutes, we're, we're as good as anyone in the league. You know, take, to give or take, you know, City yeah. players, teams like that, who've just got absolutely ridiculous amounts of talent sitting on a bench and a man on the pitch. Uh, but barring that, he wants a he wants a level of intensity to be for ninety minutes, and it's gonna take a while. I'll be honest, it's gonna take. Well, my coach said to me that he thinks to to get that level of intensity, you won't get that till the towards the end of October for the whole squad to be at a level. He said that's yeah. how long it's gonna take. The international break will help because you you can't really rip the hoop out of them mm. in the week. 
Yeah. My coach it's just managing yourself. Game to game management. Man to man management with players. Know what this one will do. What that will do. He's getting to know his, his new squad. Uh, my coach is a former football coach. You know, Reverend Dave Billows, and he he says to me, you know, you'll be lucky if you're playing one game a week. You'll probably get one really hard session a week to help push the fitness a little bit further, yeah. but it'll creep up. It won't come automatically. He said, and the games will help. Interesting. So yeah. it's gonna take a while until they're at the 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 level of fitness that the gaffer expects. I I think anyway, and, and so I'm told. That's what I'm saying. I don't go off just my my brain yeah. because <laughs> my brain isn't worth a carrot. <laughs> but I'll always take into consideration respect the people's opinion, yeah. and I'll listen to people like me coaches and stuff like that. Uh, and for them to say October, you know, I'm looking at the fixtures list and I'm thinking, I usually international breaks usually in, annoy the life out of me. Yeah. But I'm kind of welcoming this next international break. It's going to give them a bit of time. As long as they all aren't leaving. Because yeah. we've got so many internationals yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I remember the days when <laughs> we had virtually no internationals. It comes mm. to international break and the, half the team would be in town. <laughs> them years are gone, you know. Yeah. With the right to England, though, yeah. with Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's like I say, it's, it, we've just got to hope the lads can get to the level that, that the manager wants and, and then we can we can kick on from there. I, I really do think he's a great manager. Mm. He's a, his track record speaks for itself. Uh, the job, I've spoke to, to various people at Southampton, even you know fans and people who really know football from Sky and mm. stuff, and they said what they said about him and Pochettino is they both want to play football but Koeman has a plan B. Interesting. That, that, that's all, yeah. that's all, a lot of Southampton fans said to me, he has a plan B, he can do something different. Uh, so that will be good to see because Definitely. we've always, like the last three years, we've oh. been playing at times good football. Yeah. Going forward, you know, don't get it annoyed me a little bit, pass, 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 yeah. pass, pass, pass. Yeah. But this fella, you see us now, we're passing and it's going forward. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's getting zipped forward and it's expected to be killed, gone on again, passed again, passed again. And the worrying thing is, is what happens when that doesn't work with us. But it showed a little bit on on Saturday that when when it's not working and we can't pass the team up, we can we've got a bit of fight in us as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's what that was great to see yeah. on Saturday. Ninety percent of them lads lose the ball, bang in again, bang in again. Either there's only a couple who were tired, uh, and you know a couple of lads who were off the ball. Wound me up, but it, it, it's gonna happen. We can like I said, I, I can understand when the gaffer comes out and says. They're only seventy percent of what I can see. Well, it's kind of showed really, yeah, yeah, especially at sixty five minutes. So if we can get to the, the levels that he expects and he demands, then I, I really do believe we'll be a force to be reckoned with. Very good. Um, yeah. So will um, Mr. Coldwell? Is he allowing you to go to the Hawthorns? Is this part of the schedule? Uh, I, I spoke to Baz before, so I'm going to go. I think I've just got to get my session done Saturday. Open always. I've got a hard sprint, but run the session Saturday. Uh, so I'll be dead on my feet walking like John Wayne <laughs> but uh, I want to go sat at the end and I've got shoes so I'm trying to get to as many of the games I'll go to all home games obviously no yeah. doubt about that I'll try and get to as right many up in the road up to the 15th of October yeah, you still right go. Up to yeah. up, I'll still go to every home game uh, I obviously just can't go City you try and stop me the week of the fight the week yeah. before even and I always just say I won't go and then I do uh, <laughs> City, then, City away that day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 15. yeah City away. Uh, I, I met one of the coaches on Monday, one of the, gaff, the gaffer's new coach here. I'm terrible, I get punched in the head for the P. Patrick. Oh, Ludovic's the goalkeeper coach. Yeah, so I met with him uh, on 
big show you only hear boxing fan he uh, was, oh, I was yeah. amazed he knew what I was you know I <laughs> chat with him he was really nice uh, I wouldn't so want to take off him by the way you know what he does a bit of boxing himself and uh, he's one of the lads he's been Duncan quite close uh-huh. uh, so yeah hopefully you know I'll get to as many games as I can I'll get to as many games over the way as I can I don't go to London you know for travel reasons yeah, yeah. it's just too much on my day but I'll be there Saturday my little boy and that in my arm on me, I'm sure to say, uh, give me lip. <laughs> we'll go meet and enjoy. Like I say, at this stage, I can go the away. So I'm trying to think of the first six games. I know we've got that uh, away to Sunderland after the international better Monday night though. That's just in the sky, isn't it? Yeah, it's can't drive from. Uh, can't drive from Sheffield. Half the way there. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Sheffield. Thursday, Friday, Sheffield. Uh, weekend home, Wednesday home. So. Monday night, yeah, that's just a no-no. He won't allow that. Now, if I had my choice, I'd definitely be there on Monday yeah. night. After the next game, after that is Borough at home, I think seventeenth. Yeah, home, yeah. and then what's away next? Good question. I haven't looked that far. I'm taking. I'm, only, I'm doing it blocks of five. <laughs> blocks of five. <laughs> yeah, so I'll get to. I'll get to as many as I can away. I'll do everywhere in the northwest, obviously, yeah. uh, and then Birmingham is usually the furthest I'll go. The black country is a bit of a tax. No getting in. Mm. That's why when fans will see me at away games, they don't get me on, they go a bit nuts and think if I get anything or something, I'm not just the same as them. But it, it's the getting in and out. So I try and it's just when if we're, if we're drawing and it's a tight game, I have to stay till the end. But <laughs> if we're winning, mate, <laughs> then five, ten minutes before that, I'm, I'm, I'm nudging my son to toes, like, <laughs> to the car now. And, uh, because, like I said, my worst fear, my missus goes, You lose him, I'll kill you then. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, he just, he's got a tendency to be off with the mix yeah. and people asking me for pictures. So it's now got to the stage where he stands behind me on the pictures and holds his coat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, just interestingly, on, on this season, where would you where would you expect Everton to finish this season under Ron Coombe? Where would you take? Where would they take? Yeah. No, that's different to where do I expect yeah. where would they take. Where would they take? Uh, Win a cup top ten, I'd take that now. Win a cup top ten. Yeah. Uh, where do I think? I think no cup and top six. Top six. Interesting. I, I just it just depends on. You bet. You best asking me that after the time whether we're transfer window. Transfer window, yeah. Because so Cuban said to me. You best. Yeah, ask me that when the transfer window. Did he say that? That's exactly what he said to me. Ask me when the transfer window's closed. That's the best way of saying it. But listen, you've asked me what would it take now. I'd take winning a cup because I just I'd like to see the fans have a day out. I've been to Wembley too many times in the last few years and I've been that broken. Yeah, same here. I just like to see us get them and give the fans something to cheer about. I'm yeah. not I'm not massive with these big cup runs. I'm not yeah. I'm a bit of a hindrance sometimes but I just love to see us win one. He's here, one don't be. Yeah. Very good. Well Tony, thank you very much for being our uh, very special guest today, mate. We've taken up enough of your times and uh, thank you very much for listening everyone and we'll be uh, back next week with another podcast and uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Thanks for having me.